Yes, 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 We're live, y'all are on, and this is Balls. Balasio? A sports podcast. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's the podcast with balls about balls. Oh, wow, y'all didn't to say this time. All right, and we are your hosts. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you, though, super low-key. I almost forgot the intro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I know I'm interrupting right. the intro, but I look all, I, I almost fuck out that bit. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna fuck that bit up. All right, well, we're in the middle of intros, so I'm Buddha. It's your boy, Dylan, Stylin, Mr. Late Night Drippy. Fuck you talking about Tax Bay, all that, nigga. <laughs> Snells, aka Big Facts in full effect. All right, episode one forty nine. How y'all? How y'all boys doing? Man, bit I'm cooling today, bit. Let me tell you something, bit. All I got a little bit of energy on y'all, stupid out of the year. Mm-hmm. Year me. Mm-hmm. Yo. Duh. Where they at? Yeah. Where they do? Where where are they at though? <laughs> Sports is coming back slowly but surely on y'all stupid ass. I'm yes, excited. Sir. If you can't tell, we're a week away. But I don't even. But I don't even know what to do with myself. But like I'm just here, like excited, bro. Like a giddy little jet. You look like a giddy little jet. I actually do look like a giddy little jet, especially with my hair like this. I look twelve, so I feel you. Big ass twelve year old. Whatever. <laughs> So what y'all, what y'all boys want to get into first? Bill, you know we talk about wrestling first, Bill. We had a whole Bill, ad paper. I didn't view. know if y'all was trying to shake shit up. My bad. Dang. Nah, Bill, we on wrestling, Bill. What's but, up? But yes, there was a WWE pay-per-view this past weekend, Extreme Rules. Oh, sorry. The horror show at Extreme Rules. Um, overall, I think it was a very entertaining show. Uh, they had some finishes that kind of killed some of the matches for me um but we'll discuss that as far as the picks go i went six and one uh nels and dylan went five and two um i'm getting real sick and tired of being like five and two and four and three you should start agreeing with me more now i'm good i like going against the grain on y'all stupid uh bet well, uh, for starters, the bar fight between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus did not happen. I guess for some reason they decided to push it to uh, this upcoming episode of SmackDown. So that fight will happen then. Um, I don't know if maybe they just it took them too long to find a location or who knows. Maybe they had more edits to do. The world may never know. But... Uh, so the first match of the night was a tables match for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Um, New Day against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, this is one of the ones that I got right that you guys did not. Uh, Cesaro and Nakamura won. Uh, very fun match. Very good match. It ended with uh, Sheamus doing this big power bomb from the top rope to the outside of the ring through two tables uh, to Kofi Kingston. So, uh, dope finish. Um, yeah. Yeah, good match. I mean, nice. I feel as though 
WWE is definitely coming around on that whole, uh, I guess, match telling part mm-hmm. of it. I think the matches are getting better. I don't know if it's just because now you ain't got no fans to really dictate what the match is going to be. Right. right. I feel like in a lot of circumstances, especially when you're watching these fights, to me, I can see certain points in the fight where it's like, oh, yeah, like people would definitely boo here. Like the match would definitely change here during this part. But kind of like seeing the match kind of go forward and seeing like its progression and be like, oh, okay, it's like a buildup. I hope like WWE can take some from this and not always allow for wrestlers, especially those ones who have that creative freedom, to always like change up the match because fans ain't really fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the matches have gotten better because they're going as they're supposed to, right? A lot of times, like, I'll read about matches or I'll hear, like, certain wrestlers talk about particular matches. They're like, yeah, during this part, we had to completely scrap it because the audience wasn't giving us no pop. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, they would have given you pop eventually. I mean, keep finding the damn fight. That, that's my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm not, like, a wrestling insider or know anything, but I always I feel like these matches are better because they're not really being dictated by, like, audience pop or whatever the case may be. Right. I agree. Um, up next, uh, it was supposed to be the United States Championship match with Apollo Crews defending his title against MVP. However, and it was my thought at the time, and it was confirmed that Apollo Crews tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, so speedy recovery to him, but because of that, MVP won the title by forfeit. So and I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect for his like his heel character. A hundred percent. I always think it's better when a heel has the title because it gives the babyface chasing. Like that's the better story is the babyface chasing the 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 heel with the title. It makes for right. more entertaining stuff. Um, right. And plus, MVP is great on the mic, so he'll have no problem selling any rivalry he's in. Uh, with that title, at least until Apollo can come back. So I imagine in a few weeks, potentially, in time for SummerSlam, um, hopefully. Um, Orlando Jones is still the greatest WWE United States champion of all time. Hey, bro, first of all, stop. <laughs> ah. You keep trying to push that narrative. What the hell is you, t- <laughs> you talking about? Talk to, Dylan, talk to your bro, mans, bro. bro. Dylan's reaction, it kills me every time, bro. I'm not going to change my stance, bro. Name three United States champions better than Orlando Jones. John Cena. Uh, Booker T. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Andy Honestly, I'm be real with you. All the names y'all are saying right now is debatable. You're out of Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, he's just talking about yep. his ass. Moving on. Yeah, we're going to move along. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so we all got that match wrong but i'm just gonna put the asterisk next to that because uh you know we couldn't have known uh up next we had the eye for an eye match between Rey mysterio and seth rollins uh that match was lit that match was awesome from an in-ring perspective like you would never guess that Rey mysterio is 45 the way he's out there moving um like great just honestly great match uh the finish was a little hokey, but I think we all kind of knew it was probably going to be something hokey, especially considering it looked like it was live um, and wasn't a pre-taped segment. Um, so, yeah, it was what it was. You know, you had the fake 
eyeball that he was holding. You had the, you know, the fake throw up from Seth Rollins and stuff. So, okay, I, I'll, I'll give them whatever. But you know, and then they kind of saved it afterwards with the oh, they were able to his eye wasn't severed, so they they may be able to save his vision after all. It's like okay, all right, lit. That's yeah. dumb lit. That's great. That's great story writing right there. Right. <laughs> Shout out to WWE creative, man. Yeah, so that was just one of the that was just one of the matches where like the finish I was like, ah, such a great match and then for a finish like that I was like, damn, like they would have been better off just having a regular like hardcore match or something like facts. Yeah. Um but no, I enjoyed that. Uh up next the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defeated Nikki Cross. Uh, to retain her title. We all guessed that one. And uh, rightfully so. Nikki has no business being champion right now or anytime soon. Um, the Raw Women's Championship, on the other hand, Asuka loses her title to Sasha Banks? Question mark? Asterisk next to it? Um, after Bailey put on the referee shirt and counted the pin. So... I love the controversy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm here for it too. And next week on Raw, they're All having the a rematch for the title. Baby. So we'll see what happens next week on Raw in that rematch. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, now... Not only are they the first women's tag team champion, now they're the first women's tag team champions to hold both the women's championships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see how they flip that thing. And honestly, outside of the one uh, botch on Sasha Banks' part, this was a great match. They told an awesome story in the ring. They beat the hell out of each other. Um, one of the better women's matches we've had in a minute, I think. Um, at least from facts. I just can't wait to watch. I memory. can't wait to just see them walking out with with two belts each walking around. Oh, it was dope on Raw. The next night on Raw, you, you had to watch this past Monday. It looked they cool. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dope. It was dope. So um, nice. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. It looks like Kyrie Sane is going to be on her way back to Japan soon. So it seems as though they're going to write her off of TV with some kind of injury angle because she had a match on Raw against, um, I want to say it was against Bailey. Yeah, she had a match against Bailey. And during that match, um, it cut to Shayna Baszler in the back watching the fight. So. I could see maybe Shayna being the one that, quote unquote, injures Kyrie, to kind of get that heat on her and make her look like a dominant, you know, heel. Especially since now she's starting to be on TV and stuff again to build her back up, um, and that could be the way they kind of write Kyrie off, so that way she can go back to Japan. Why is she going back to Japan? Do you know? Um, well, I believe her her husband lives there. Her husband over there. Yeah. So that's kind of I think WWE was always going to be a temporary thing. For her, I think it's one of those things like, hey, you know, I, I got to at least take a shot and go to the big leagues for a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah. And plus, honestly, there's a lot of people that are making more money than they are making in WWE, especially because the fact that they can go from promotion to promotion and do whatever they want. Whereas WWE, mm-hmm. you're locked in. And unless you're one of the top guys or girls, you're not really getting the bread like, you know, somebody else would. So now... She can go anywhere in the world she wants to as a top draw because of the time she spent in WWE, and she's gonna get top billing. So, logistically, it, it makes sense on her part. 
Right. Yeah, and there was speculation Oscar was gonna go back too at some point, but they they re-upped her contract, and she kind of was like, "All right, I'll vibe." <laughs> um, the WWE Championship match, the stipulation was shockingly an Extreme Rules match at the Extreme Rules pay per view. Uh, so Dolph chose Extreme Rules, and um, they be trying the hell out of Dolph. I gotta say, like, this was a fun match to watch, but, like, if you look at the real grand perspective of everything, like, this man was using, oh, his rules was, it was extreme rules for him, but not for Drew. So Dolph could do whatever he wanted to, but Drew could only follow the rules of a regular match. So, like, Dolph is using chairs, he's using tables, he's using all these weapons, he's able to cheat, use low blows, hits his finisher a couple different times. And still loses the match after one claymore kick. Bro, it's just it's just crazy to me, like how they just try this man. Like even in a certain context where he like looks good, he's still trash. Mm-hmm. Like that that junk is unbelievable to me. Like literally, bro, nobody takes a three count from the zigzag right. ever. Like, ever. what is the point of that being a finishing move? Facts. It's bare, it's barely oh a signature at this point. It's 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 Aggie, dog. Yeah. And and it's a shame because really, and I I'm not saying this out of bias because you know at one point in time I really was a, a fan of Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. but I do think that there's very few guys in that main roster that can out wrestle Dolph Ziggler. When I say out wrestle, I mean being capable of doing every single thing that you need from a wrestler in the ring. He's able to do those slams. He's able to jump off the top rope. He's able to do the submission. He's able to sell. He's able to take punishment. Like, it's 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 only a handful. It's definitely only a handful of guys right now that can do it. Bro, like, and they're not even giving him a mid-card belt. Like, he's literally, if you think about it, bro, for the past two, two and a half years, this man has literally been getting his ass whooped. He's created stir. He's gotten some heat. And then he gets gracefully at least. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like throw him a belt, bro. Like he's yeah. there's he's really been putting guys over too. Like there's a lot of but, guys who didn't. And here's the thing: he'd really... be a, the perfect person to be like an intercontinental champion, like just that workhorse champion that oh, yeah, you know is just going to put on crazy good matches. Yeah, like he it, and it's like it literally like what Dylan said. He screams that that's what you see. He looks like the type of guy who can hold an intercontinental championship for a long time, yeah, a couple of times. Time. You know what I'm saying? You could throw him the WWE Championship here and there, like, hey, bro, like, thanks. We're shit. Appreciate We're it. We're shit. Even you know give him the 24 7 title. No. And have to, and have him out here, but actually have him out here elevating that title and, like, doing shit with it and fighting an actual match. Listen, I'll be real with you. And not these that dumb backstage segments. Right. That 24 7 belt, for all intents and purposes, could be a solid ass belt. Right. The, the ideology behind it, especially if they're going to go to this whole like cinematic vibe, you could save the 24-7 belt for strictly cinematic matches. Because yeah. it could, you could lose it at any time. Any time, any place. So, you understand what I'm saying? So and you could rent somewhere. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and that's not... Pull up on your head while you sleep at the house. Facts, as long as you, you have a referee me? with you. And honestly, and that's not Bro. to take away from... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's so not, lit. That's not to take away from what R-Truth has done with the title, because honestly, he's been amazing. I love R-Truth. Everything R-Truth does is amazing. And like... Oh, I, I think R-Truth is super underrated. So as far from an from an entertainment level, like R Truth has killed it with the twenty four seven title. But if you want to add some actual prestige to the title and make it to where like it means something, 
that's kind of what you got to do with it. You got to give it to one of these guys that is like a fighter, you know, and will sell and will just be out here doing everything for that title. So just willing, just willing to really make it work, like make it a fighting championship too, man. Like that's kind of like, that was kind of like why, um, my favorite, one of my favorite belts of all time, if not my favorite belt of all time is the WCW TV championship Mm -hmm. because you knew every week that belt was going to be up. That was dope. So every time you knew whoever it was that was the WCW TV champion, you knew like, all right, bro, like every week this about to go down. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think like that 24-7 could be that. And like the yeah. WCW TV championship, it wasn't like some slouches that was winning that junk either. Like there was some really good guys that, that had that belt. Like I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like at the end it became some BS because I feel like if I'm not mistaken, Eric Bishop might have won it. Probably on some on some flubbery, but I mean I remember like Booker T having it. I remember Chris Jericho having it. Um, I feel like Hacksaw Jim Duggan had it for a little bit. I I don't know. I felt like that was a dope. It was a dope belt. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but just to uh, to finish up the recap, so Drew McIntyre wins that match. The main event of the night was the Wyatt Swamp fight between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, non-title mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. This was awesome to me. Honestly, like, this was everything I needed it to be. There were snakes involved. There was magic and, you know, other little, like, of the, the classic horror elements to it, you know, from the people coming out of the water, the minions, the... You know Braun Strowman seeing himself in the in the uh, the sheet mask and getting hit with the shovel. You know him being tied up with Bray Wyatt telling him, "I'm not your enemy" and stuff like that. I'm just here to set you free. Uh, even the callbacks to the the mixed mat the mixed match challenge that they had a couple of years ago, where there was a male superstar teamed up with a female superstar and it was a tournament, and he was teamed up with Alexa Bliss and like. It looked like there was like flirtation between the two of them. So them even calling back to that and having Alexa Bliss there, you know, dressed as Sister Abigail, you know, trying to coax Braun in and stuff like that. Like all that shit worked for me. I'm here for that kind of shit. I know it's campy. I know it's whatever. But this is professional wrestling. And that was awesome to me. I don't know if you guys had any other takes about that. Cinematic, you just you can't lose with a cinematic element. Number one, number two, I feel like you really can't lose when you're doing the cinematics and you're talking about Bray Wyatt and everything that Bray Wyatt brought to the table. You know, I, I just feel like at the end of the day, like it was built perfectly for the Bray Wyatt slash fiend yeah. persona. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is I all like, and this is all Bray Wyatt, his creation, all this stuff. It's right, all, it's all him. Right, and and that's what that's what I think is impressive, and I think even furthermore. I think that it's an element that they should definitely keep even when they go back to regular wrestling. That that can be something that could be really dope. You know what I mean? I don't know how they'll incorporate the crowd into it, but I'll be real with you. If I'm at a pay-per-view and they show it on the big screen, I'm cool with that too. Well, that's what I'm saying. What they could do in those, in those times, kind of do it like they do, you know, with the pay-per-view last night, you had your, your final match, which would be the main event there live, which would have been like the Drew McIntyre's off Ziggler match, 
So that'd be for the crowd there, their their main event in person. And then after that, you know, it kind of goes off air as far as the live crowd goes. And then for the people that are actually in attendance in the arena, they could show it on the jumbotrons there while us at home watch it. You know, I feel like it's that's that's a dope idea. Yeah, yeah. just keep it for the yeah. end of the show. Yeah. Whenever you're gonna do a cinematic match, just keep that as the end of the show. And that way you do everything live and in the crowd and ring, and then you finish with that. And how it ended, you know, with Brit with uh, the fiend crawling out onto the onto the dock and stuff, and it just on his face as it kind of zooms out and shit. Like that was awesome, perfect, perfect way to end. Facts. Yeah. I like the way you think, man. Creative needs to give you a job, man. Bye. Um, but speaking of speaking of creative, one last thing WWE related I want to talk about is um, I'm very happy, and whether this is uh, pandemic related or not, or what's going on in the world or not, I'm happy to see it, is, you know, people of color getting a lot more TV time. Um, Like, right now, we have a situation on Monday Night Raw where we have two stables forming against each other, and they're all people of color. Um, MVP is quietly building this stable um, called the Hurt Business, and well, he's not with that shit. Yeah, because well, when they were on TNA, when it was him and Bobby Lashley, they had a similar stable called the Beatdown Clan. So they're kind of reviving it here as the Hurt Business, um, and just this past week, it looks like they've recruited Shelton Benjamin into their ranks, um, nice. who doesn't get used and. And Sean Benjamin uh, backstage beat R-Truth to be 24-7 champion. So now inside the Hurt Business, you have the United States champion. You have the 24-7 champion. Um, So right now it's the three of them going up against Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and a returning Mustafa Ali. Uh, The six of them had a great tag team match against each other. Plus, you could see maybe R-Truth gets involved because Shelton took his title. And, you know, who, who knows who else they could grab. But MVP's been trying to make a play for the Street Profits for a while. You know, so maybe they turn heel at some point and join the ranks. You know? That's like, pretty, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Street that, that is going heel wouldn't be bad. Right. And, and uh, this past Monday on Raw, you saw Ron Simmons talking to MVP. Almost like, in a way, encouraging him to form a new Nation of Domination type stable. So, like... This could be what we're starting to see the makings of. Because initially they wanted, that's what New Day wanted to do when they formed their stable. But WWE didn't go for it. But I think now in today's climate, like, that shit could really work. And I mean, to be honest with you, although, like, New Day didn't get exactly what they were looking for, I think New Day being New Day opens the door to have this type of um, established group. 100%. Because they were so successful. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, you get some of the... If you get even, like, one or two of these smaller guys, then you'll have a stable of people that can do anything and compete against anybody. Your heavyweights all the way down to your cruiserweights. Like, it's, it's, nice. yeah, that shit could be great. Um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. I think it's dope. That's all I really have to say about WWE. Shouts out to Mike Tyson. <laughs> Facts. I mean, all right. Well, you said you brought it up. We could segue to Mike Tyson coming back. 
Uh, he is set to have a match with Roy Jones mm-hmm. in September, and yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be something interesting to see. Uh, I mean, what are your guys' viewpoints on? Let's talk about first off. Mike Tyson is fifty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, fifty four years old. Um, this match is set for the twelfth of the September, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it's twelfth of September. I mean, how y'all feeling about this comeback? Do you think like? Mike Tyson will be successful. Do you think this is going to be something good for boxing? Like, what are you, what are your viewpoints? Because there, I've been seeing differentiating viewpoints on uh, on uh, Twitter and other forms of social media. I kind of want to gauge what you guys think. Well, for one, I think it'll be good for boxing because nobody watches boxing at this point. If Deontay Wilder's not fighting or Tyson Fury or whatever the other buddy's name is who keeps ducking uh, Deontay, uh, like. If, if, you talk about uh, Joshua or whatever? Yes. Anthony uh, Joshua, Joshua, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So if one of them isn't the ones fighting or, you know, you're Canelo or whatever, like, nobody watches boxing. I, at least I don't. And I, I feel like most casual viewers aren't going to watch unless it's a big name. So as far as getting eyes on the sport, yes, this will be cool. Um, will it be successful? I don't know. Especially because, you know, there's speculation that there's, like, MMA fighters against boxers on the undercard. Like I don't, I don't know what that means. What kind of rules that shit's gonna be under? Like I, uh, I don't know. So I mean, oh no, they already have, they already have a fight set for the undercard. I literally yeah. just saw the alert. I think it's like Nate Robinson and some random, some random guy. I don't. Well, he's not a random guy, but I know Nate Robinson for sure is boxing in that. I mean, I know Jake Paul. Who's Jake Paul? Jake Paul's that YouTube guy. He's a YouTuber. Oh, snap. There you go. So he's going to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. So that'll get eyes. Um, But I guess for me, it's hard when I speak from my perspective because I'm not a fan of boxing. And granted, that's because I probably admittedly don't know all the intricacies to the sport. Um, But I've just never been a fan of boxing. It's never interested me. I'm a fan of knockouts. Um, So I usually just watch highlights. And that's probably what I'll do in this instance, too, is I probably won't order this. But I'll definitely be on the lookout for the highlight reel. Um, but yeah, I'm sure this will definitely get pay per view buys a hundred percent. See now, what I'm what I'm interested in is because I watched a documentary on Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson admitted that he has like breathing issues, mm-hmm. which is why he could never really last in longer fights. And he said that's why he was happy that a lot of his fights ended up being short because there were some fights that he would be winded in. And honestly, in a lot of his, in a, in a good majority of his losses, which weren't many, I mean, they were longer bouts. So now I'm kind of like, okay, is he in better shape than he was before? And if he's not, did they fix his breathing issue? Is he going to be okay? Will he be able to last a long fight? Like, what is, what is going to be the stipulation? Because I'll be real with you, even though people are excited to see this Mike Tyson comeback and, and Dylan you can kind of jump in here if if you agree or disagree I don't think this fight will pop if either Mike Tyson doesn't get a knockout or if Roy Jones doesn't look like a formidable opponent if it's a trash ass fight the hype is dead yeah I feel you so right. I mean but I, you said if, if you said if what I was saying that I don't think the hype will be there if Mike Tyson doesn't either get a knockout or if Roy Jones doesn't look like a formidable opponent. If, like, the fight is trash, I feel like the hype is dead as as quickly as it started. Yeah, but that's that's really for any fight that you do. That's that, true. That you, especially for boxing, because it's like, niggas already, 
you know, we don't like watching boxing anyway. So I feel like the hype of it is not going to be because we anticipate him knocking anybody out. It'll be because yeah, Mike Tyson's coming back into the ring. Most people haven't even gotten a chance to see Mike Tyson fight ever. Right. Um, so this is that's big on that aspect for, for boxing. Like, it's one of your biggest stars ever coming back into the ring against another one of y'all biggest stars ever. Um, luckily, they're both in their 50s. So it's not like, you know, I expect one to just outdo the other crazy, but... And I imagine that's why it's only eight rounds as well. Exactly. They're both 50. It's only eight rounds. This is legit. This isn't... I don't think this is a push for for people to get to be sitting here. Like, now, mind you, this could be a trial run to see how Mike Tyson looks. You feel me? But at the same time, I don't think this is a a situation where, oh, yeah, we can expect Mike Tyson to have a career start up again after this match. Like, he's going to be, like, expecting to have, like, five, six, seven more matches. I don't really see that. But... I do see it being a really good move for boxing to get two two boxing legends, I would say, mm-hmm. in the ring together. They're still in pretty good shape, it seems. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would definitely be a good thing to watch. I feel oh. like if anything, if he don't get a knockout, it's going to be because Roy Jones knows who's, who Mike Tyson is. Tyson looks scary strong still, though, yeah, man. Oh, think, my God. I don't God. think Roy Jones is going to go. I don't think Roy Jones is going to go in there trying to, you know. Have a slugfest with this man, like you're not dumb. So I feel like if it is boring, it'll, it'll be because my it because Roy Jones allows it to be because he doesn't want to get knocked out, right? Like Tyson. Facts. And then it'll be like them MMA <laughs> fights that are mostly just on the ground and the crowd starts booing. <laughs> right, it can be. All it takes is one. All yeah. it takes is one. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I can see in eight rounds, you're not going a full twelve. I can see them boys going all out for the first four at least, and somebody could fall. Y'all are 50. Your equilibrium ain't up to date like it used to be, bitch. So one of y'all get tagged, and it ain't. I don't think it's going to be Mike. Because I feel like as much as, you know, they've never fought before, right? No, they've never fought before. They're they're not even in the same weight class. They're not even in the same weight class now. Mike is so much bigger than him, ain't he? Isn't he? Well, actually, well, he's bulkier, but to be honest with you, you know, although Mike Tyson was a heavyweight, you do realize that he was very undersized for heavyweight. And then yeah, I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be I'm real sure with you. Sure. I didn't realize it until he was on fight night. And of course, everybody did Muhammad Ali versus Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And I tried to fight against Muhammad Ali, like on the hardest mode with Mike Tyson. Bro, I got washed, bro. It, my, Muhammad Ali was too long. It's too big. And I couldn't get inside see, with, with Tyson. See, I'm not a boxing fan, but I love Fight Night. They need to bring that back. Fight Night was great. That game was amazing. But, but yeah, but Tyson, they say he's six foot. He's not. Tyson's like 5'10", 5'11". He's not six foot. Definitely not six foot because he's like shorter than NBA point guards. So there's no way he's six foot. He's like 5'10". Yeah, he's, he's listed as 5'10". Online. Yeah, and he's like barely over 200. He just hit hard as hell. <laughs> he just he's a hard hitter. I, I don't oh, think I think Roy Jones gonna put on some weight. Potentially. Potentially. But if he's back to he fighting big, weight. He looks fatter. He looks bigger than he was when he was fighting. Not Facts. bigger in the sense of like more cut, but like but like he looks like his stature is a little bigger than That's when true. he was when he was I think fighting. I think I think him and Roy Jones are about the same they're about the same uh Bill. I think they're about the same height. I think Jones is probably more in like the two twenties range, though two two low two hundreds. I feel like Mike's probably in like the two forties at this point of his life. At this point, I mean, I could yeah. see that because because Roy Jones has fought a couple of heavyweight fights. 
he was best known for being a light heavyweight. So I, yeah, I mean that, then, and if there's any, if there's any two weight classes that are very close, with the exception of obviously like the Tyson Furies and the George Foremans or whatever, that jump from light heavyweight to heavyweight in any kind of fighting world isn't like a crazy jump, right? Right, like even in the UFC world, like light heavyweight, like freaking uh, what's his name? What's the name of the dude, man? Freaking uh, Jones, mm-hmm. like he can make that jump to heavyweight today. Yeah. And be really effective. Yeah. And Gustafsson, Gustafsson is practically a heavyweight. And we see Cormier does both. Cormier has gone back and forth multiple times. I think Cormier is better as a heavyweight. Oh yeah, he prefers heavyweight personally. for sure because yeah, he's already a, he's I, already a big hefty guy. That weight cut is troublesome for him. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's why I think like it hurt his legacy a little bit. I don't think that. I'm not going to necessarily say like Jones was head, head and shoulders above Cormier. I just felt like that weight cut was always going to be a problem. I felt like if Jones ran up to heavyweight to fight Cormier, it's a different fight. No, I disagree. I think Jones washed his ass again. You think he washes him? Yes. I don't. I don't think it's a wash. Hundred percent wash. Against who? Cormier against John Jones. John Jones is going to wash him again for the third time. I, I don't know if it's a wash. wash I think Jones son. still wins. But... He's going down. <laughs> okay. I I see you're adamant about this. Hopefully you're not. <laughs> Hopefully biases aren't showing here. <laughs> no, they are. I don't really fuck with Cormier like that. I mean, he's I mean, a, I don't blame you. He seems Cormier like a decent enough guy, like outside of the MMA world. But like, I just don't really fuck with him like that. Nah, I feel that. I feel that. It, it's tough to like his persona in the MMA world. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. He's good at commentary. Yeah, man, think... He's good at commentary for the UFC. Oh, he's freaking phenomenal. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He wants to go to WWE, so. He'd be, I think he'd be better for WWE. Uh, yeah. I think he'd be better for WWE. Um, but yeah, man, I think that fight, I would watch that bit. I would. Like, I would, I wouldn't, I don't know about going pay per view, but I would easily go to Ale House. <laughs> I'd easily go to Ale House and watch that bit, but I ain't paying for that moment. Yeah. yeah, I agree. If, if I knew somebody that was watching it, yeah, or if like there was like a link. Oh, I'm sliding. I'm sliding to the crib. If there if there was a less than legal link uh, <laughs> for me to go to to watch it, I'll watch that man. Oh man, the views of one um, Austin <laughs> do not reflect the views of Ball Sports Podcast. Yeah. We buy all of our pay per views. <laughs> we might have hey, hit me hey, offline. We might, though, we might have fans that are pri- that are pirates, bro. Hey, hit us offline. Wink, wink. wink, wink. Um, <laughs> But head anyway, head um, people that say they're not gonna watch this fight are gonna watch this fight. I see a lot of people on Twitter talking shit. Oh no, they're easily gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. y'all are gonna watch this fight. Easily, that, listen, bro. The people not about to watch this. You fight. know, the interesting thing about sports, bro, is we're very like counterproductive to our claims. Most of us that say we ain't gonna watch it, we end up watching that bit anyway. Oh, that's just like the the Floyd Connor. Like, we knew that was yes. gonna be, we knew it was gonna be trash, but everybody's like, I want to see the dumpster fire. Yes, and it was actually a better be, fight. It was actually a better fight be, than most was, people thought. I was thought. about to say, Connor did fight. his thing. Mm-hmm. Connor did his thing. I mean, Floyd. I think honestly, Connor just gassed out. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I think he gassed out. But he there was a lot of us Floyd. that wanted Floyd to win so bad. But that's what happens when you win most of your fights in the first round. <laughs> yeah, facts. It's facts. So, all right, I wanted to transition to the NFL real quick. Um, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about a couple of points. I don't know if you guys have anything to bring to the table, but I was definitely thinking about some things and, and obviously like reading and listening to other podcasts. I have something to throw at you guys that 
maybe Dak didn't make such a bad move trying to ask for more money. All right, now now bear with me here because I already see Buddha making the face because we're on, we're on Zoom call right now. I can't see Dylan's face, but I definitely see Buddha's face, and, and he's giving me this smirk like, nah, he's pretty stupid. But bear with me, check me out. So he gets franchise tag this year, right? He gets thirty one point five. Mm-hmm. Next year, according to like the franchise tag rules, they have to give him like a raise, which pushes him up to thirty seven and a half. Next year, if he gets franchise tagged again, right? Mm-hmm. If he leaves, the market that will be there for him won't be that big, right? It's not going to be that big. However, looking at these teams now and looking at the contracts, especially for their quarterbacks and where they're at, the market for him will be good in terms of teams. There's going to be some good-ass teams that are going to be needing a quarterback, right? I'll give you a perfect example. One team that comes to mind. Just because I know, obviously, they they had a starting quarterback. They don't really trust their starting quarterback. Obviously, they picked up another quarterback who I don't think is going to play for much longer. It's about 40-some-odd million dollars in the cap room that they can let go of. And they have a building team kind of similar to the Cowboys, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts right now do have an offensive line that is comparable to what the Dallas Cowboys offensive line was about five, six years ago, right before they became the best offensive line in football, right? He had, there is weapons over there with the Colts. The Colts have a good defense. They have good coaching. And that offense is rather similar to what the Cowboys do minus a lot of the spread looks. Well, the extra spread looks. I personally feel as though Dak wants to stay a Cowboy, but he's pushing that limit to get that check that he's asking for and knowing that that market, if he comes out as a free agent, isn't going to be terrible because he might leave a contender and go to another contender. That that's if he plays well, number one, mm-hmm. that's if he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Number two. So like, yeah, sure. It could be fine. I mean, he's gambling on himself at this point, but I mean, that's, I feel like that's one of the biggest for a quarterback position, one of the biggest, you know, uh, potential red flags as far as contract extensions is injury. Granted, Dak hasn't had injuries yet, but that position, it's very easy to get hurt. And I think without any kind of extension, Dak is taking that taking that risk that, damn, if I end up getting Alex Smith out here, and on just a fluke play, my leg broke in three different places, and who knows if I get my career back, he's done. Where's where's the guaranteed, you know, for, for whatever he was going to sign with an extension? I mean, you were greedy for, for five mil. You could have ended up costing yourself 50. I'm not going to lie to you, Bo. He's, he's, he's a greedy human being. I'm sorry. Man greedy. You want to talk about this again? Man greedy. A man greedy, the man greedy, the man greedy. You have the same... You can be you can't you, you shouldn't be getting a bigger contract than Carson Wentz. You shouldn't be getting a bigger contract than Russell Wilson. I feel like when they when when your contract deal was thirty three to thirty five million annually with a, with almost one hundred and ten guaranteed, you should have took that deal. Bro, the fact that you just spat out those numbers like that the way that you did, that was pretty amazing. You should work for ESPN. He needs to. He should have expected. That's pretty that good. Deal. That's why he was gone for he a couple weeks. He, <laughs> he took, was doing he research. He should have took that deal. So you think you he's greedy? Go, 
You can't go eight and eight and still going. You get eight, and eight. You going eight and eight and still getting thirty seven million dollars. That's facts. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you're getting. You're you, like how many teams are out here rewarding mediocrity? You feel me? That's what you want people to do right now. And people are putting point. out these stats on him and Russell from 2016 to 2019 have basically been the same quarterback if you look at their stat. And it's like, I don't care. Because one thing that differentiates them is winning at the end of the day. And putting you, like, you, your stats can be the same, but when are you getting these stats? Are you getting these stats at garbage time when they don't matter? Are you getting these stats when we already had a lead? Are you getting these stats? You feel me? Like, that's what cor- that's what that's what um correlates to a win. Yeah, we got the same stats, but my stats correlate to wins. Yours don't. Yeah. And if you can't you can't compare Russell Wilson to Dak Prescott in this element because we can't even name Russell Wilson's number two, number three, number four receivers. He relied. You know what I mean? What, you mean? what yeah, I'm saying. Can. Name them. Because right now, I feel like right now they got, they got Tyler Dak is banking. Okay. DK Metcalf. Before DK got there, DK got hurt too for a little bit of that season. Oh. Well, now you're throwing other things. See, because because you're comparing. Listen, and I, I feel you, but you're comparing Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to freaking Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, and um, I'm missing the other dude. His name's escaping me. Well, plus but, who, plus who they're adding this year? CD Lamb. You see what I'm saying? And then realistically, although the running backs for Seattle are really good, we're talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not fair. Like, Russell Wilson has not had the same weapons that Dak has. And if you give, if you, I'm be real with you. If you interchange Dak Prescott for Russell Wilson, and you put Russell Wilson on that Dallas Cowboys team, they would have been in at least one Super Bowl. I'm just going to put that out there. So I, I feel where you're coming from, Dylan. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, the man's obviously banking on himself. That's I mean, that's the only way. I don't know if you guys heard, but apparently his his agent and and him apparently tried to make like a last hour, like a last dish, last hour effort to try to make a contract happen. And mm-hmm. the Cowboys yeah. were like, bro, like you're coming at us this late. There's no yeah. way we're going to make a deal happen in this oh, short no. of a time. Like, you, you taking this, this gamble? Bet tag. you better ball the fuck out. Facts, big facts. Because if we go eight, well, the thing eight is again, that, that around that time they offer when, when, when what you just mentioned, I feel like they try to they they offered them one hundred and ten guaranteed, mm-hmm. guaranteed, and he turned that down. Yep. Oh. Like, come on, bro, you're greedy. You're greedy. His brother, his brother, you show you look at his brother. His brother on there. Mad, mad your brother about to get 32 guaranteed. 32,000, $32 million this year alone, and you're upset. Yeah, that's nuts. Because now, now you're upset because you you got franchised. But now that puts pressure on you. It don't put pressure on, on Dallas. Because now the 32 they giving you is like a decent amount. It's not too crazy. and it not, But now it's all on you to show out. Because now if you don't show out, they were right. And that's a problem. And people love to pull out his stats, but it's like he hasn't shown up when you needed him to show up. Last year he had a good year, not gonna lie. He had a decent year. But I we need to see it again, bro, because you haven't been it. 
your team's been, you know, abysmal. Yeah. So stop asking for it. And, and there's, or, and there's or no leave. excuses. Like you were saying last week, Dylan, you kind of touched on it that, you know, you have a, this crazy good wide receiving class or core. You got this yeah, crazy good running on, back bro. core. You got the one of the best offensive lines in the league. Like what? And your defense, no and your defense was straight last year. So like, what what's going on? To be honest, this year is 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 ring or bust for you this year. That is it's ring or bust. bust for it's ring or bust for a couple of guys. They at least got to get to like uh, the conference championship. They at least got to get to conference championship. For him specifically, though, it's definitely ring or bust. You you have to go to the championship. Yeah, you have to be There's competitive. No- you have to win the division. You have to win your first playoff game. You you're right. You have to if have they don't that win the division, you have to win your playoff game. Huh? If they don't win the division, it's over with. You done. have to win the division. I don't even care if they make it to the conference championship. If, if I they do. He got make to. It, if they Cause make I it, because I feel like if they, they win the division, the division it's problem. if they win the division and don't make it to the conference championship, he's still going to feel like he deserves a, a, a contract. And I was like, no, for you to get what you're looking for, I need to see at least a conference championship. And that needs to be a good game. But really, yeah, you, you, need, need, you need really need to go to the Super Bowl. You, you really gotta go to, go to the chip. You can at least go to the championship, to the conference championship, and it not be your fault why you lost. It's got to be a game where it's like 37, 34, 38, oh, yeah. 34. That's how much pressure and, you got on them right now. You and, can't and go to the championship. Had, and, and you had like 300 yards passing, four touchdowns, no picks, and the defense just right. didn't do its part. Then it's like, all right, bet. That's a gamer. Right. <laughs> you feel G- me? Shit. But if you go to the championship and you fold, then you still shouldn't get paid. I'm sorry. Because I need big game. We don't play just... Nobody... These owners and these coaches and stuff, they don't play for regular season stats, bro. They don't play because you do a good job during a regular season. Nobody cares about what the fuck you're doing in a regular season but you. Because that's when you make your money and all that. Whatever, sure. But where they make their money is when the playoffs come around. So it's like, if you ain't showing up for them there, if you can't get us there... Then what the fuck I need to do? I'm not paying you because you do good in the regular season. The fuck? You do good in the regular season because we allow you to do good in the regular season. Right. Makes sense, bro. So, okay. We'll get off of that and we'll talk about... I just wanted to say uh, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, I've been, again, listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been talk- like listening to a bunch of other people. And... I think Chad Ochocinco might have been one of them. I don't exactly remember. But there's a lot of people thinking that Cam's going to have a breakout year this year. A lot of people are coming out saying, like, you know, this this Cam Newton offense is going to be something that's going to be very different from what we've regularly seen because, you know, he's got this, he's got that. It could be similar to the Lamar Jackson offense, but the weapons are different and whatever. For you guys, I want to know what is the percentages? Like on a 0 to 100% scale what are the percentages of cam having a breakout year and what what would you need to see for it to be considered a breakout year for cam um i would say like 60 percent, and i just need to see it I, I it's not one thing in particular i just need to see him go out and play make plays not get hurt be consistent that's that's pretty much it but like i can't put my confidence all the way through the roof because I gotta see it. I can. I put him you at said, least you, a good. I put him at least a good 75, 80, bro. You're on a great. You're on a. You're on the perfect team for your for 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 what you're trying to do right now. 
You know, like this is this. If there were a team to do this on, this is it. If there was a coach to do it with, this is it. If there was an office of coordinator to do this with, this is this is the one. So I feel like this is his best chance. I feel like it's gonna happen. I feel like he's gonna prove. I feel like that team is gonna, especially being on that team. The success of that team is also gonna aid, even if he's not doing. If I mean, as long as he doesn't just do a bunch of foo shit, that team is winning and he's doing his job. He's so, there. I feel as though it's a. I think the culture is gonna matter. I'm gonna say that I, I like what both of you guys said. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna stick along with like the seventy percent. Um, seventy, yeah, like seventy percent. I think that the culture of the Patriots and the and the culture that has been created by by uh, Belichick, I think, is gonna be really tough for Cam to screw around, um, especially with the vets that they have over there, like Slater, McCourty, Edelman, um, White. I think those guys would really hold him to a standard and be like, "Look, bro, like this is not Carolina. We don't know what you did in Carolina, but we're in we're in Foxborough." And this is what we do. This is how we operate. I think that he's going to have finally a more professional approach than he did before. I think that in the same context, they'll allow him to finally be himself, which is one of the things that him and Odell Beckham was talking about in their talk was he felt like a lot of in a lot of different contexts, he had to restrict who he was. I really don't see him being restricted in New England, per, per se. And I think he has a lot more people that he can relate with in New England than he did in Carolina, if you ask me. I, I think he can relate with a lot of those guys. So I think for a breakout year for Cam, I, I think I would need to see like three stacks passing. Um, he's always had interception issues. So if he could keep it to like anywhere from over 25 touchdowns, under 10 picks, maybe like 500 yards rushing, four or five touchdowns, I think that is that is a great season for someone who's been injured for two years that nobody's expecting anything from. I think um, if this was healthy Cam, like young Cam, then that's that should that's the expected. But I think if he does that, it'll be a good breakout year for him. Um, not just because it's the Patriots. If he were to join any other team similar to the situation that the Patriots have now, I'm very excited to see what he does. And I think I'm more excited because it's it's my team, and it's actually a rebuild. Like it's it's a bounce back year. You know what I'm saying? Like last year we got far. As far as winning the division and then getting into the playoffs, we got our asses whooped by the Titans. But I mean, for once, it's kind of like that. Like, what are we going to do? So I, I'm very interested to see that. Uh, did you guys hear about uh, Washington? The Washington yes. football team? The Washington football team. Um, I'm okay that they're just going to have a temporary name for now. I, I think, you know, hope, hopefully this means that they're doing their due diligence. And kind of going through a ton of different options. So I'm okay. There's no answer yet. You know, whatever. Take your time at this point. Yeah. So that's what they're calling themselves, the Washington football team? Until they can come up with a new name and logo and stuff. So, like, they stripped their logo off of everything. So, like, the helmets will just have the number of the player in uh, the... Is it yellow or gold? I'm not sure what the actual color is. Burgundy and gold. Burgundy and gold. Yeah, so it'll be the burgundy and gold. Oh, so and they're, they're doing the college things with the no logo yes, numbers on the head. Essentially, they, they pretty much they pretty much look like the University of uh, Alabama with burgundy and gold. Right. Essentially, so it's, I think that's fine as a temporary thing. You know, it's it is what it is. 
It's not like they're it's I not per- like they're going to be competing this year. So right, I personally would love for them to keep the color scheme. I like the color scheme of the of the Washington football team. Um, I personally that's that's crazy. I almost said uh, the actual logo name, well, the old logo name, but it's the Washington football team. And, I mean, we're going to see what happens. I mean, that team is going through a lot of transitions right now. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very important that, you know, they, they do change up that culture from the ground up. And, and the best way is definitely changing that name, making an acknowledgement to the name being changed. And if you don't have no names, it's cool. Just need, leave it what it is right. until you figure out a good name. This is what it is. Well, there was so, there was one team that came up with a good name, a new name. Who? They're they play hockey though. You talking about the Seattle Kraken? Yes, sir. That's a great name. I fuck with it. I like the logo That's too. That's a great name. The logo is dope. I think everything about it is cool. I think that that push is going to. I pray that that push helps for the NBA to go to Seattle. See, the only thing is, it doesn't at least appear to me that the NBA is trying to expand at this point, right now. They could though. They move of course Memphis, they could. It just doesn't seem like they're Memphis, trying to move Memphis and New Orleans to the East. Okay. And then open a team in Seattle and Las Vegas. That would work. Boom. That would work. NBA, hire me. And anyway, and Seattle, <laughs> Seattle would have to be the Supersonics again, right? Of course. Oh yeah, easily. You can't yeah. call it anything else. It has okay. Can't call it anything else. So I wanted, you know, I love sharing articles with you guys. One last thing for the NFL before we transition to the NBA. This article I love just because the conversations that's been coming from it has been super refreshing. Um, and I and I kind of wanted to again gauge you guys and see how y'all feel about it. All right, I'm not gonna say the title because I'm gonna give it away. Um, it's from a it's from a guy named Kevin Patra. He's a around the NFL writer. Um, he writes good articles for NFL.com. Um, his articles are pretty concise and to the point, which is why I like it. Um, he's had a couple of long ones, which were still good, but his concise work is what I like because he puts a lot of information in a in a very small space. So anyway, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't shy about talking about becoming the next NFL dynasty. Patrick Mahomes discussed the idea when signing his massive contract extension. Chris Jones upped the ante by suggesting the Chiefs would bring not one, not two, not three, not four, but five-plus rings to KC after he signed his big deal. Now Tyreek Hill is pushing the expectations even higher. During an interview on ESPN, Hill suggested the number of Chiefs are shooting for is seven. Well, I'm not going to say he's telling a fib, Hill said when asked about Jones' comments, but Chris Jones, he's definitely hes definitely a man of his word, and we're definitely creating something special here in KC. So I don't see why not. Why say five? Why not go seven rings? Right now we're just chasing Jordan, so that's what we do. So I'm going over five, and I'm saying seven. Jordan won six NBA championships with the Chicago Bulls. Among NFL franchises, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots have six rings, while the Pittsburgh Steelers organization also owns six Lombardis. After getting their first Super Bowl win, the expectations are high in Kansas City. With all the talent brought back, it's no surprise the Chiefs are bubbling with optimism about the future. Now, interestingly enough, the Chiefs actually have two Super Bowls in their franchise. So if they do win five or five plus, they would be the team with the most Super Bowl wins, or and, and that would be something interesting to see. Do you guys foresee no. a Kansas City dynasty? No. No. Tell me why. There's Because Lamar Jackson is alive. Yeah, I would say teams are getting way more competitive these days. 
Um, no, bro, don't say that. Say Lamar Jackson well, is alive. Yes, bro. that's what I mean. But you're going to have some of these other teams that are coming up in the next few years here that are also going to be troublesome, especially being in the AFC. Like, Lamar. well, at this point, both conferences are stacked. Like, it, it's Lamar. Yes, Lamar, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> others as well. Who? I just, I Lamar. just feel like it's not like the 2000s where. You know, Brady and teams Brady weren't really stacked like that, bro. Like, yes, teams had good players, but like now we're starting to see these lineups of just ridiculousness. Um, you feel me? This is like Peyton Manning only has two rings. Yeah. You know, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And well, it's not because it, it's not him. Well, so I feel I'm a- like, yeah, the, the team is great. But there are really, 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 really good teams and good players that are coming out the woodwork that you're gonna have to deal with. Well, there, it's there. not it's not just that, right? There there's a lot there's a lot that needs to go into play. And you know, I honestly do blame the Patriots for this. I think that because the Patriots kept a lot of things close to pocket, they made it almost they made it look like it was easy to win, right? The thing about it is is that the Patriots didn't win championships as frequently as people would like to think there was like a 10-year gap between one of the between one of the Super Bowls if I'm not mistaken right because we went from what 2005 to 2014 between Super Bowl wins or something like that was like nine years that's number one number two one thing I'll admit as an actual fan of this team in order for you to be a dynasty you need things to go in your favor don't think that us being in one of the weaker divisions year in and year out didn't play its part. Don't think knowing that there were seasons where we were washing the Dolphins, washing the Bills, washing the Jets, and even games that we lost, you could tell like, oh, well, we didn't play everybody or we didn't play the way we needed to play. Or you have those fans who are petty and we're like, well, we didn't need this win. So Belichick just rested the team and just treated it as a vacation. Now, I don't believe that's the case. I believe there were some teams that were super competitive with us, but would that be far-fetched? No. But you need a lot of things to go away. I mean, shit, the dynasty starts on the tuck rule. You understand what I'm saying? You need breaks, right? We beat the Chiefs who were supposed to beat us two years ago because the same guy who was talking about not five, not six, not seven, was this, wasn't he the same guy that lined up offsides? Um. Or was that somebody else? That might not have been Chris Jones. That might have been Ford. It was D Ford. Yeah, it was Ford that lined up offsides. My fault. My apologies. So even in that context, we got that break because remember, that play was an interception, right? Mm-hmm. And then we win the coin toss and Mahomes doesn't get the ball for the rest of that game. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't know if the Chiefs are going to see those same breaks. I don't think so because the FC West... Although a lot of people on our coast don't watch those games because of obviously the way that the schedule is set up, the AFC West isn't a cupcake division. Those games are tough. Mm -hmm. Those are tough games to play. And on top of that, the Broncos, they're starting to get talent. They're picking people up. Didn't they just get um, Gordon? Yes. Yeah, so they picked up Gordon from the Chargers, right? The Chargers aren't no team that you can slouch at. And the Raiders were a couple of games away. And they gave the Chiefs some issues in a game in one of the games, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
So this is not <laughs> this is not the AFC East of the of the mid two thousand and tens. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's it's different. This is you're in a competitive division, and teams are going to be coming for your head. And here's the biggest mistake that they made. You're quoting LeBron James, but didn't realize that was the biggest mistake he could have mm-hmm. made was putting the league on notice and saying, oh, we're not just going for one. We're not just going for two. We're not just going for three. We're going for four, five, six, seven. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. If I'm a player, I'm thinking to myself, so, all right, so fuck the rest of the league, right? right. So we you trash, right? So we trash. Yeah, so you're just going to get up and just beat us. And then Tyreek Hill gets up and says, oh, yeah, we're going for seven. So this is what this tells me. Mahomes said it low-key. Four said it out loud, and now Tyreek Hill just confirmed it. This whole Chiefs team is out here talking dynasty. Cash. You're literally putting the league on notice. We're about to build a dynasty on y'all stupid ass. We're beating everybody. You don't think the rest of the league is now about to throw their best shot at you week in, week out? Come on, bro. That's wild. <clears throat> the dynasty is really hard. I give the Chiefs one Maybe two Maybe Super Bowl two. appearances. Yeah. In my appearances, opinion. you only get that one. Maybe, bro. Did, you got teams that are on the come up, bro. You got to think about mean, it. There are some really appearances. <clears throat> there are some, next ten years. Within, yeah, bro. You don't Damn, think so? The, they say you only going to two Super Bowls, bro. I'm I'm keeping it real. Think about think. Mahomes is not the first quarterback. That has been put in this super quarterback area, right? Like, think about, like, look at the time of Brady. Think about the quarterbacks that have been named better than Brady. That have won maybe two rings. Favre, in the beginning of Brady's career, was that guy. Favre has one ring. Then Rodgers took over. Rodgers has one ring. Manning mm. took over. Manning has mm. two rings. Mm. We're talking about some really good ass teams. Breeze still has one, bro. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm being realistic. Can the Chiefs? Can the Chiefs make it to more than two Super Bowl appearances? Absolutely. But I've seen teams as good as the Chiefs only make it to a couple of Super Bowls. The only difference is we've never seen a quarterback like Mahomes. Right. But Mahomes can't win by himself because that defense was on a bean them last nine or ten games going into the Super Bowl. So. That's that's right. kind of and 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 as much as we know, want to avoid it. He is getting paid, you know, half a brick. He's he's the highest paid quarterback. Do you know even the last he, time he's you know, he's going to average thirty nine mil a year, even though he's not probably going to get that the first year. But you're averaging thirty nine mil a year, which means it's going to be a lot tougher to build a team around you. Like yes, oh yeah, and you're not the only one getting paid. Him. You're not the only huh? one getting paid. You got a exactly. D lineman that's getting paid a lot too. Everybody got to eat. So it's if true. for y'all to win, everybody got to eat. So if for the record, 39 a year. <clears throat> for the record, not that it matters. Not that it matters, but I heard this. I said not that it matters, but I heard this, and this was really interesting. I give you guys one guess. Do you know the last time the highest-paid quarterback won a Super Bowl? Can you tell me the year? The highest-paid quarterback oh. in the league won a Super Bowl? Um, That was the year. Would that be the year Aaron Rodgers won? Nope. Aaron Rodgers was not the highest-paid quarterback when he won. Shit. No, Big Ben was. Was it the year Big Ben won? Nope, Big Ben was. Now he didn't get his contract yet. The highest, the last time the highest paid quarterback in the league won a Super Bowl was 1994. Steve Young with the San Francisco 49ers. Jeez. <clears throat> yeah, so I, just, I never, just, I never just putting that out that. there. You know, just yeah, you see how Nails got his 
You can't throw 40 touchdowns and be... You can't throw 40, 50 passes. I have my own rule that I've been saying for, for, for episodes on episodes on episodes. You can't pay these niggas too much money or they not going to show up. Bro, you're right. You're right. That is definitely the Dylan rule. Booty, you got to come up with a rule now. Oh, I, can't, I can't just come up with one on the spot. I got to... Well, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. You got you to gotta be on a hunt for a rule now. Sure. That's my rule. Because you just proved it. 94. 90s is the last time somebody that was getting paid buku, 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 buku bread won a Super Bowl at the quarterback position. Because, once again, I need y'all the NFL to stop acting. This is not. Y'all aren't the NBA. Oh, yeah, that's facts. Big facts. <laughs> so, speaking the of the NBA, stop. great segue. The NBA is back, baby. Yes. It oh, hold on, is hold on, back. hold on. Before you get to the NBA, I do want to shout out Brandon Marshall. Uh,. I haven't real noticed, but I have noticed as of late. I've been doing a lot of YouTube watching lately. And what Brandon Marshall has his own YouTube show that he does um, called I Am Athlete. And he gets on there and talks about a bunch of different things. Uh, recently, he got on there with um, Fred Taylor, uh, Channing Crowder. He got on there with the OGs. He got on there with Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, Reggie Wayne, uh, Chad Johnson, Chad Ocho, and... Um, who else was on there? I feel like somebody else was on there. I just can't think of their name yet. But pretty much he got on there with them, and they, they talk about a range of topics. He's also gone on there and, and talked about the Drew Brees situation. Um, they talked about Cam. They talked about the NFL coming back and stuff like that. So I definitely want to get people to – if you haven't looked at it before, definitely look on YouTube and check Brandon Marshall out. It's called I Am Athlete. He did one called I Am Black and put a cross on the athlete just to talk more about the black issues too. Um and he brings in a lot of really inf- um, people that have a lot of knowledge on on a lot of topics that he talks about. And he really articulates himself well. So it's really good to see Brandon Marshall doing like positive things like this, especially for the type of reputation that they try to give him in the league. Um, so for sure, definitely look out for that. That's dope, bro. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Good stuff. So, yeah, man, the, the NBA is back. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the scrimmages. Or not? No, I kind of no, just I kind of just want to wait for everything to start. Well, the scrimmages have been pretty cool. The layout is really nice. I saw the <clears> so court. They have this, yeah, the court looks great. They got the Black Lives Matter on the top part of the of the court. But every time the player scores, like they have like a little graphic that shows up on the on the like the HUD and stuff, like the the heads up display on on the mm-hmm. um on top of the court is pretty cool. Also, there are home and away teams, so they will do chants. They will have crowd noise here and there. Like, they do the defense chants. They do the little nuances of the game. But interestingly enough, why I think that this might not be such a bad idea, Lou Williams said himself that when he when he was on the outside, like, he took everything in, it was cool. But he said the minute he got in between those lines, he's like, I don't hear anything. He's like, I never really heard much. He's like, I just play ball. And I was like, you know, I think in watching the games and seeing how competitive they were, and this is just a scrimmage. This is not like, this is not like the actual season game where like the the seating is affected or whatever. I'm like, yo, this has potential. Right. It has a lot of potential. So you know, just tonight, I'm definitely going to be watching the scrimmages only because the Lakers play tonight. So I'm kind of interested. Watching a little bit. And LeBron James tweeted out that even though it's a scrimmage, it's championship mode from oh, yeah, he here on, on that, out. He, on, he, he on said that. Right now. 
Now, not only is he on a beam, but he he talked a little bit of shit. Um, the last press conference, I want to say like a day or two ago, where he was saying that they asked him, you know, how do you feel about being, like, do you feel like you're the MVP? And he's like, well, absolutely. He's like, you know, I'm showing what I can do this year. And he's like, I remember, you know, certain people from the press saying, like, what I'm doing, whatever I'm doing in the East wouldn't happen in the West. He's like, so for me to be performing at a high level, to be leading the league in assists, and to be number one in the West, it kind of shows that I can perform out West. And I was like, bitch. Talk your shit, man. I'm gonna like, hey, like, hey, LeBron. I'm gonna like, hey, LeBron, shut up. I'll <laughs> like, hey, be real with up. you. Real talk. I'm gonna need, I think I'm gonna need AD, you to win that ring, though, before you start selling out. I'm, I was like, I'm like, LeBron, next time I'm gonna need you to be like, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. And so. And leave. Right. Exactly. I was gonna get to that next. Thank you for bringing that up. I think that Anthony Davis is the best finisher that he's had. His whole career. I mean, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh were good finishers in their own right, but they were kind of like on the tail ends of their career, unfortunately, for Chris Bosh. And and AD is at his prime. And I think he shows what he can do with good finishers because he is leading the league in assists in his 17th, 18th year in the league. I think that's pretty impressive. So going to, speaking of the platform that these NBA players have used, have you guys seen these interviews with some of these players where like Paul George and Marcus Smart... They've literally been answering every question with, oh, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, yes, sir. all that good stuff. What are, what are your guys' views on that? Good. I mean, that's we we had those discussions um, right. on this show. You know, it's, it's important that the message gets out there. I'm glad that they are really kind of emphasizing the whole Breonna Taylor thing because she's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. Of Which she shouldn't have. There's one person that shouldn't have gotten right. A hundred percent. I'm one of those people that that you feel me. No offense to, to to George Floyd, but I could really care less about him compared to Breonna Taylor's because at the end of the day, that was a she legit was an innocent human being. Mm-hmm. Like legit, you feel me? As much as like George Floyd got did dirty and and Buddy should have rot and all that, but at the same time, yeah, it's true. George Floyd wasn't the more the most innocent human being of all time. You feel me? He had a lot of baggage that came with him. And then on the other end, Breonna Taylor did nothing wrong. You feel me? Like, was living her life, was doing what she was supposed to do, and got killed, minding her business. So it's like, for, for her to, for of all people, you feel me, to go under the rug, for her to be the one to go under the rug, it's, 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 it's kind of trash. So I do respect the NBA players actually taking their, using their platform to do what they're doing and to speak out more. And that's one thing I did. That's why I feel like the game themselves wouldn't do nothing, but I do like the fact that these guys are using the, the media time yeah, to push the narrative. Because I guess they've because, been in communication with her family as well, a few of the players yeah, and stuff. They have, so. yeah. yeah, they have. So it's, de- it's definitely good to see them, to see them like whenever media gets around, bro, push that narrative. Don't let the media sit there and actually go into <laughs> questions that don't matter. Yep. Right. Exactly. I agree 100%, man. And, and shout out to the NBA for using that platform. You know, uh, and, and I'm happy that they're definitely proving what we were talking about when uh, Kyrie was saying, you know, he's concerned about, you know, the effects of, of the NBA on the community, especially since they're going to be in the bubble. I mean, that platform is there. You know what I mean? And, and they're doing what they have to do and they're making the most of it. And that's that's pretty exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I personally just, you know, feel as though um, when we're talking about the just not the NBA but sports in general, I think it is overlooked just how massive that platform is, right? I mean, they are calling attention to it, 
and, and that's pretty much what we need, right? So, you know, one more question for you guys. What would be for y'all, especially with this like NBA bubble being the way that it is, give me, and I asked this before, and this was kind of like a little bit more premeditated, but I'll ask it now. I want both of you guys to tell me again, just for confirmation so we can remember this for future sake, tell me your dream Eastern Conference final, Western Conference final, and final. Like, what would you want to see? How many games would you want it to go? And who would you ultimately want to win? Bet. For you guys. Like, want, like what, what do you want? What, ahead, do you want? What, would you, what would you like to see? Go ahead, Dylan. I want to see Lakers versus Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. How many games? I want to see, I want to see seven. Seven? I see Why seven? Because I want to see as many games as possible. I want Because I, I feel like the Nuggets aren't going to be. Because one, I want the Nuggets to win. And two, if... Um, I know they wouldn't. I, I don't see LeBron getting beat by anybody by more by any less than seven games right now, and that team getting beat by anyone. But I don't see them getting whooped by five or six or seven right now by anybody. You know, I could see them losing to the Nuggets. I could see them losing to the Clippers, but I could also see them winning to those teams as well. But if they do lose, I do see them being in seven games. I'm saying the Nuggets because that's my team right now. Just, and, just, you know, just jumping on the Nuggets, especially now with Bowl Bowl coming around. Bull Bull is the truth. Listen, do you did you see the the yes. the, the scare yes. the scare matchup? They listen, Buddha. They literally have a guard, a forward, and three centers out on the court. Nice. It's like Jamal Murray, uh, Mason Plumlee, uh, um, uh, Jokic, Bull Bull, and Paul Millsap. So it's literally a forward, a guard, and three centers. And your point guard, your guy at the top, is a center. Right. The man plays point. Oh, man is seven my foot gosh. Three. Man is like seven foot three playing point. And That's he's a matchup nightmare. That's he's, a matchup nightmare. He's pulling, up, he's pulling up like KD from three. Like, off the dribble. Like, the man, the man, the man, man's first scrimmage has 16 points, 10 rebounds, six blocks. It's crazy. Like, and he's pulling up. Like, he, he'll, get a, he'll get a chase down block. Get the rebound, come down court, and pull up from three. Crazy. So it's like I'd love to see if that team like Bobo is probably the biggest reason right now for me that I even that I even put them in this is because like he's showing his ass. Like mind you, he's been a monster in high school. He was a monster in high school. I was watching him before he got to the league and when he was before he even got to college. Um, and to see him doing what he's doing now in the league and being confident. Like confidently seeing him, I saw a guy come up and like legit ask him for the ball, and he was like, "Nah, I'm about to dribble this up. I'm about to dribble this up, cross, cross, up, dribble, pull up, thirty footer, on <laughs> your ass." Confidently. So seeing that from him, I'd love to see the Lakers and the Nuggets go at it. I'd love to see the Nuggets come out on top with that one, and I'd love to see them go against. I'd love to see a, a Bucks Heat matchup. Um. And I'd love to see the Heat win that matchup. I'm, nice. going, I'm getting tired of seeing the same people in these in these in these uh championships. So your dream no your dream LeBron. NBA your dream NBA Who? finals is Nuggets Heat? This year it'd be Nuggets Heat. Okay. I'd Who you got winning Nuggets that? Heat. If it's Nuggets Heat, I got the Nuggets winning that. How many games? And probably like six. Okay. I like that. That is listen, that is a nice scenario. I'm here for that. I would watch that. That's that's a good little setup right there. I like that. What about you, Buddha? What you got? Um, for the East, I'd like to see uh, Heat Celtics. Um, 
conference finals. I like to see that go seven games. Um, you right. I reneged. I'm with Buddha on that one. I forgot about the Celtics. Yeah, I think that would just be probably one of the most entertaining uh, matchups. Sure. Uh, just in all aspects. There's a lot of hungry Ooh, guys shit. on both teams. I just think that that, that shit would be great. Um, on the West, I don't care that it wouldn't be in L.A. I still want to see Lakers-Clippers um, as my okay. Western Conference Finals. Seven games. Okay. Um, I want the Clipper. I got Clippers coming out of that. So, okay. oh, and then how for many the, games for the Eastern Conference and how many games for the Western Conference? Seven for both. Okay. I got Heat coming out the East, and I got Clippers coming out the West, and then I got the Clippers winning winning the finals in. I'm gonna say six as well. Yeah, I'm gonna say six. Okay, nice. Um, so. For me, a dream Eastern Conference, I would love to see the Bucks get upset, uh, preferably by the Heat, so we can see Giannis go to Miami. Um, <laughs> um, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I want to see him get beat by the Boy, Heat. Boy, if Giannis go to Miami, them boys going to go crazy. I want to see him get beat by the Heat so he can get up and pull pull a KD and be like, all right, bet I'm going to Miami. Um, I, I want to see the Celtics crazy. play the Heat. Um, I want to see, not want to see, I feel like the Celtics would pull that off just because I feel like the Heat, the Heat's athleticism plays perfectly into the way the Celtics play defense. So I think the Celtics would give them some issues. Um, and I would say, I think that would go to seven games. Um, I personally think it would go to seven games. I can see six, but the only re- the only way I would see six is if Jimmy Butler had like a meltdown one of those games and didn't pull his weight. Or if the what's the name of the shooter for the for the Heat? Oh my gosh! Oh, it's my Duncan Robinson. That boy. Yeah, there crazy. you go. And Dunk, or Duncan Robinson has an off game. If he has an off game, they're definitely gonna take that LIC six. Games. Right now, based on the he, he I, I don't know if it's the no fans. I don't know what it is. He's on fire. He's on fire. Boy is, is yeah, liking he's on what fire. he's getting right now. Yeah, he's on fire. And the West, I would like to see Clippers Lakers as well. I do see the Nuggets giving one of those guys issues. I see the Nuggets giving the Clippers more issues than the Lakers because the Lakers can defend that that death matchup because they got bigs that can move too. They've got Dwight Howard, they've got uh, Anthony Davis, and they've got JaVale McGee, so they would neutralize them. So because of that, I can see the Nuggets losing in six because LeBron James doesn't have to play defense in that retrospect, honestly. Right. He, he would guard Millsap. Millsap wouldn't be really much of a problem for him. And then you'd have uh, J.R. Smith and, and or Danny Green on Jamal Murray. So I think that would be more of a matchup problem for the Nuggets than anything. So I would see that going to six games. I see Lakers-Celtics. I think the Lakers have too much experience for the Celtics, even though there might not be no fans. I can see the, the, the leadership of those guys who have been to those finals before playing a part. And I could honestly see the Celtics losing in five or six. So I give that I give that one to the Lakers. I think this is I think this is the Lakers' best chance for a while to win an NBA Finals, and I don't I don't see them getting an asterisk for this one either because they're gonna be seeing everybody's best basketball because there's no fans, because there's no home court advantage, and because everybody's gonna be well rested. So I would say this is gonna be one of the hard. I agree with you on this. this is gonna be one of the hardest championships that a team has to win because I was watching these games and be like, oh, these guys are on one on one. These guys are balling. Confident basketball, you know what I'm saying, and and it's and it's rested basketball, you know what I'm saying. No cobwebs, no nothing, and all these guys are in tip top shape. 
even Joel Embiid, who was supposed to be the most out of shape guy in the league, they said he's been at home working out at a home gym. And they said he's in the best shape of his life. His life. I'm like, bro, these guys are going to come out and they finna hoop on y'all stupid ass. So you never know. 76ers could be out here and make some noise too, realistically. We'll see. We'll see. So if you if you guys don't have anything else, I'm going to transition to underrated bars of fame. Don't know if you guys got anything. Nope. Okay, just one last tidbit. I just literally saw this on my screen. Guess how many names the ownership for the Kraken went through before they picked the name? Uh, how many lists? How many names? How many names? How many names? Yeah. 37. Okay, what about you, Dylan? The, 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 the Kraken? Yeah, the, that's the name of the Seattle Kraken. That's the new name, but how many names do you think they went through or looked Who's at the before they picked Kraken? them? The hockey team. The, were you not here when we were talking about that earlier? Probably not. Yeah, Seattle Kraken is the new is the new uh, hockey team in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So how many names do you think they went through? You, you think I think they went through? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say they went. They got it right on the first try. They went through one thousand two hundred names. Jesus, so them names went Mm-hmm. So today, what I wanted to do for underrated bards of fame, just because I do think it's underrated bards of fame. I think a lot of these artists were in their prime when this song was dropped. One was about to be on his way to his prime when this song dropped. And we don't talk about it enough, honestly. And that is Forever. Right? Drake, Lil Wayne, Kanye West, Eminem. I think it's very underrated because, I mean, A, nobody plays the song anymore. B, I don't think we quite understood or appreciated a lot of the different techniques that were used in this song. So that's going to be the underrated bars of fame for today. I know that J. Cole's new song came out yesterday. I want to give it a week to see if it's going to be an underrated bars of fame because people better say he snapped. I'm just being real. 100%. So, forever, underrated bars of fame. It may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want the shit forever, man, ever, man, ever, man. I'm shutting shit down in the mall and telling every girl she the one for me and I ain't even planning to call. I want this shit forever, man, ever, man, ever, man, ever, man. Last name ever, first name greatest, like a sprained ankle boy, I ain't nothing to play with. Started off local, but thanks to all the haters, I know G4 pilots on a first name basis. In your city, faded off the brown, Nino, she insists she got more class, we know. Swimming in the money, come and find me, Nemo. If I was at the club, you know I balled, chemo. Drop the mixtape, that shit sounded like an album. Who'd have thought a countrywide tour would be the outcome? Labels want my name beside an X like Malcolm. Everybody got a deal. I did it without one. Yeah, I'm about my business. Killing all these rappers, you would have swore I had a hit list. Everyone who doubted me is asking for forgiveness. If you ain't been a part of it, at least you got to witness. Just may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever, man, ever, man, ever, man. Shutting shit down in the mall. And telling every girl she's the one for me. And I ain't even planning to call. I want this shit forever, man, ever, man, ever, man. <clears throat> even though he's canceled, he wasn't canceled at this time. Ever, ever, Mr. West is in the building. Ain't no question who about to kill him. I used to have hood dreams, big fame, big chains. I stuck my inside this life until that came. And went hard all fall like the ball teams. Just so I can make it rain all spring. Y'all see my story, my glory. I had the game 
young, you could call it statutory. Wow. When it could blow up, they're going to build statues for me. Old money, Benjamin Button, what nothing. Now, it's super, it's super bad chicks giving me Mick Lovin. You would think I ran the world like Michelle's husband. You would think these is know me when they really doesn't. Like, they was down with the old me. No, you fucking wasn't. Um, you're such a fucking loser. He ain't even go to class, Bueller. Trade the Grammy packs just to have my granny back. Remember she had that bad hip like a fanny pack? Chasing the stardom will turn you to a maniac. All the way in Hollywood, and I can't even act. They pulled the cameras out, and goddamn, he snapped. I used to want this thing forever. Y'all can have it back. I realize I do do the editing randomly. It's because I didn't want to say any more reckless-ass words that he says in the verse, so I just kept the momentum going. Okay. <laughs> may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand that it was done for me, so I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever. I'm shutting shit down at the mall and telling every girl she the one for me, and I don't even plan to call. I want this shit forever. Okay, hello, it's the Martians, Space Jam Jordans. I want this shit forever. Wake up and smell the garden. Fresher than the harvest, step up to the target. If I had one guest, then I guess I'm just New Orleans. And I will never stop like I'm running from the cops. Hop up in my car and told my chauffeur to the top. Life is such a fucking roller coaster, then it drops. But what should I scream for? This is my theme park. My mind shine even when my thoughts seem dark. Pistol on my side, you don't want to hear that thing talk. Let the king talk, check the price and pay attention. Little Wayne, that's all they got to say or mention. I'm like Nevada in the middle of the summer. I'm resting in the lead, I need a pillow and a cover. Shh, my foot sleeping on the gas. No brake pass, no such thing as last. Uh, may not need nothing to y'all. But I understand nothing was done for me, so I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever. I'm shutting shit down in the mall and telling every girl she's the one for me and I ain't even planning to call. I want this shit forever, man. Eminem. There they go. Packing stadiums and Shady Spitz's flow. Nuts they go. Macadamia they go so ballistic. Whoa. He can look. He can make them look like bozos. He's wondering if he should spit this slow. Fuck no. Go for broke. His cup runneth over. Oh no. He ain't had him a buzz like this since the last time that he overdosed. They've been waiting patiently for Pinocchio to poke his nose. Back into the game and they know rap will never be the same as before. Bashing in the brain of these hoes and establishing a name as he goes. The passion in the flame is ignited. You can't put it out once we light it. This shit is exactly what the fuck that I've been talking about when we riot. You dealing with a few true villains who stand inside of a booth truth spilling and spit true feelings until tooth until our two feelings come flying up out of our mouths now rewinded. Payback motherfucker for the way that you doubted me. How's that taste when I slap the taste out of your mouth with the bass so loud that it shakes the place? I'm Hannibal Lecter, so just in case you're thinking of saving face, you ain't gonna have no face to save by the time I'm through with this place, so Drake. It may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand nothing was done for me, so I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever, man. I'm shutting shit down at the mall and telling every girl she the one for me, and I ain't even planning to call. I want this shit forever, man. Ever, man. Ever, man. Ever, man. Forever. Underrated bars of fame. Drake featuring Eminem, Lil Wayne, and Kanye West. I ain't gonna lie to you. Lil Wayne and Eminem freaking spazzed. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> they spazzed yes, on that bit. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Who? M. So Eminem might yeah. have no, no. Eminem, Eminem, Eminem went the hardest, by far. I, I think, you know, Lil Wayne, you can never overlook just that word, just the wordplay and the way he's witty with it. Especially, I like the part where he's uh, like, uh, but what should I scream for? This is my theme park. I'm like, that's 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 a little line. But Eminem went stupid. Just the just the the cadence that he's spitting in is very different. He's running with the track. Like it's 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 just overall good. So 
I think we're almost done here. Just a couple more housekeeping things we need to do. Buddha, you can let our ballaholics know where they can reach us on email. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And what about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about those who don't really fuck with social media like that but got a Facebook? Ball Sports Podcast. There it is. And with that being said, I believe that we are done. Right? We're done. Yes. yes? Yeah. Awesome. Start, start the music. Is it time to get off the air? It feels like it. Look, we appreciate y'all for listening to us, man. Y'all could be listening to any of the sports podcasts in the world, but you're not. You're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Just keep listening to us, and we're going to keep giving you this wonderful ass content to vibe to. With that being said, we out of here. Yeah, bios. Silly black people. <laughs> Little scallywags. <laughs> <laughs>